Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stink and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Before we do that, let us call out another name in our fan flyaway to Vegas, Jody Schwartz. May the shorts be with you. Be with you. <laughs> You're so stupid. It's so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sorry. So, sure. Jody Schwartz, uh, you are on the clock. Ten minutes. Give us a call back. 303-713-1043. Uh, jo- I don't know. That, that could be a that could be a guy or a woman. I'm not sure. Yeah. Jody Schwartz. Probably never, probably never heard that before. Probably May not. May the Schwartz be with you. Probably yeah, never, probably never, ever. It was the first time. Ever, the first time. ever heard that. So, Jody Schwartz, uh, give us a call back. 303 713 1043. Good morning, Stink. And um, well, here you go. You've been wondering what Bo Nix sounds like. Mm-hmm. Here's Bo Nix talking to Andrew Mason and Cecil Lammy out of the Senior Bowl about the challenge that he has had to go through over these last five years learning five different offenses. Well, however, that translates, you know, next, I think it just, you know, um, you know, show the adaptability and the, you know, comfortability that I have. Uh, being uncomfortable and having to learn new things, but I took it, you know, as a fun challenge. I, I'm a football junkie, and so I just enjoy learning different plays and how you can name, um, you know, the same play um, different ways. I got to believe after hearing him, you're massively disappointed. Yeah, because it should it, it should sound so much different. However, uh, I am Bo Nix, and however I translate, you know, uh, the next thing, you just, you know, show adaptability, comfortability, because I'm bone nicks. Uncomfortable. Ah! I don't know. Still still ends up, eventually, you start out okay, it's, but then it just, yeah, it just more I know. so. I can't, it just slides right into Jerry need, Jones. Yeah, I just need shorter cuts. Uh, I'm bone nicks. But however you translate. Let's, you know, uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk about yeah. this this idea of five different offenses uh-huh, in five uh-huh. years. Uh isn't that something that Drew Locke went through at uh, Missouri? Yeah, yeah, he did. He really did. But then it comes down to, it really comes down to, because it can be, it can be both a detriment and, but it can be also be something that's that's actually uh, great if you're if you're operating in an offense that essentially helps you learn or or helps translate that offense translates to what people do. In the National Football League, so the the difference was Drew Locke wasn't in an offense that translated. Like Drew told me, he flat out never had to understand or or learn protection. Like everything was everything was he didn't have to call protections, he didn't have to change protections, he didn't have to worry. It was all seven man and and you know two man routes. It's all play pass, and so you know it's, there's a lot of things that. NFL teams, college teams do that mimic what the NFL does. You, you've got to find those offenses. And if he's been in one of those the last couple of years, well, then those five different offenses can be beneficial to a guy. Second down. The CU schedule dropped for next year. Big 12 schedule. Kind of weird. <laughs> kind of stunning after the years in the Pac-12 to see a completely different uh, schedule. But it is a Big 12 schedule, and it is one that has uh, Deion Sanders already looking ahead 
after one season under his belt in Boulder. The roster was so horrendous we had to flip it. I mean, you you know, yeah. you guys know we inherited some some bull junk. So yeah. we we flipped it. Now we really have what we need, not just bodies just walking around aimlessly, uh, as well as the coaching staff. Um, and we we're probably going to hire a defensive coordinator within the next two days, maybe today, maybe even today, yeah. in the next two days, because we had to allow those pro guys to get all those interviews out now. Uh, we identified a few of them because I want a pro guy. Okay. He wants Ooh. a pro guy. He has a pro yeah. offensive coordinator in Pat Shermer. He wants a pro guy as his defensive coordinator. Well, what do you read yeah. into that? Um, I think I, well, what I read into it is that that's what Dion is most comfortable with. You know, his his knowledge of professional football. And I also wonder if that comes down to creating an opportunity that is going to be most beneficial to not only kids here at CU Boulder, but going to the next level. Because really, this is obviously you've got to win. You've got to put together a winning culture and all those kind of things, which I believe he will do. But one of the things I always tell kids is they is they get ready to go on and embark from high school into the college game. Like, does this college give you the best opportunity to go to the next level? Does do, what they do does it translate to NFL football? And if you're if you aspire to be an NFL football player, you better go to a place that's going to prepare you to play NFL football. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. If, if your deal is, hey, man, not only am I re- winning the portal, but if I get a pro-style, a more pro-style, more pro-ready got pro coaches coaching my college kids, the odds are is I'm going to keep winning in the portal because it's going to give you the best chance to go to the next level and have success. I think that's, I think that part's brilliant. Third down. The Nuggets on the road at Oklahoma City today, tonight, to take on the Thunder. Michael Malone. Happy with the way his team is playing heading into the matchup. Very, very proud of our group for playing the way we've played and closing out games. We have the number one clutch defense in the NBA through 47, 48 games. And I thought you saw some great examples of that tonight as well. So the Nuggets at a tight division race or however much you stock you put in that. But uh, right now, Minnesota leads the division. Nuggets are a half game behind. Thunder just a half game behind the Nuggets. So this should be a fun one tonight against an Oklahoma what, what City. Was what was that stat? I'm sorry. What was this, the number one clutch defense? Clutch defense in the league in the oh my God. final. That's it. Five what five minutes probably of games. Yeah, that's probably a, that's some uh, some nerd that created that stat, right? That was just sitting around like, what am I going to do to to make myself relevant in the stat world? Clutch defense. That's nerd stuff. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on, I want to tell you about how a kickball game may have saved Colorado State's basketball season. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Tell you all about that. Also. There's a stat for that. There's probably a stat for that, Mike. There's a stat for everything. Also, I am going to share a story with you that is going to make Broncos country sick to their stomach, especially when they hear who the villain is. That's next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com free to see if you qualify. 
Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I'm going to warn Bronco fans. If you're eating right now, they want to put the food down. If you're drinking uh, hot coffee, you might want to put it down. Because what I'm about to share with you is going to make you sick. So we're hearing a lot. You've heard a lot of this. I've heard a lot of this. Is with the success of Kyle Shanahan with San Francisco, the idea being that, uh, oh, man, why didn't the Broncos hire Kyle Shanahan? They interviewed him. Why didn't they hire him? And uh, a lot of people feel that Joe Ellis is to be be blamed. And I've tried to tell people, no, Joe Ellis isn't. You can't blame Joe Ellis for Kyle Shanahan. You can blame Joe Ellis for Mike Shanahan not being brought back, but you can't blame him for Kyle. So check this out. This uh, this was brought to my attention, and this was an exchange during this this past season. So Ed Werder, who's uh, a Bronco fan, he's from from here all those years at ESPN covering the NFL, but he you know he follows the Broncos, and he sent out a tweet. Uh, this season, which said the Broncos have made many mistakes in recent years, failing to hire Kyle Shanahan as head coach was among the very worst. Well, Woody Page, who has seen it all and done it all and knows everything, knows where all the bodies are buried here in Denver sports over the many, many decades, and is has always been very close with with John Elway and the Shanahans and uh, the and and the Bolins and everything going on with the Broncos. He responded to Ed Werder, and here's what he said. That's not true. Joe Ellis thought Kyle Shanahan gave the best interview ever. He called Elway and said, you make the decision as head of football operations. Elway wasn't happy that Shanahan didn't like Paxton Lynch, but said he would try to work with him. Elway chose Joseph. Mm. Paxton Lynch is the reason why Kyle Shanahan was not hired. But that um, that that jibes with what I had heard during the time leading up to that that hiring that John just had eyes for Vance. John really liked Vance Joseph and uh, had zeroed in on Vance early. And even uh, after going through the interview with, even before going through the interview with Kyle Shanahan, he liked Vance. And coming out of the interview with Kyle Shanahan, he still liked Vance. But according to Woody, Kyle said, yeah, I don't think I want to have Paxton Lynch as my quarterback. And apparently John didn't like that. Good. Wow. Tell me. Just when you can't hate Paxton Lynch anymore, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, is that if that's true, dude? If that is if that is true, like seriously? Well, Woody Woody is as reputable as a, a source on this as you're yeah, gonna find. No, yeah, I get it, I, I get it. Gosh, this is really my fault. <laughs> wow. Wow! How'd that work out? But that twist—that's yeah. a—that's a twist I hadn't heard about. Now I wasn't—I wasn't surprised to hear that John had had liked 
Vance Joseph all along, and I, I knew that Joe Ellis wasn't the reason, although it, he's been conveniently scapegoated for this, but I knew that wasn't the case. But I did not know right. that, uh, according to Woody, that Kyle said that he didn't like Lynch. <laughs> That's obvious. <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, oh man. Oh, my God. How things, how things would have been different. Oh, my goodness. Can you, if that's if that's the case, like, and and I have no reason to believe it's not the case, but like you have to, like, I understand that the draft, as much as you know, draft Knicks like to make it like the end all be all. Uh, we all understand that it's not an exact science, right? It's just not. So we get that, but my goodness, like, the, I think the biggest, I think one of the biggest things about the draft is you have to be able to realize. When you screwed up, when you made a mistake, when a player is just not a player, a guy that you thought was going to be good just isn't. He doesn't translate to the NFL. He doesn't, for whatever reason. And I think one of the biggest things that you have to be able to do is be fluid and move on and just say, hey, man, we screwed that one up. Move on. But, you know, I mean, what ends up happening to you is you hang on, you hang on, you hang on. It's it's exactly, you know, it's funny because I was having this conversation today about Arthur Smith being hired as the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. And Willie Colon, who used to play for the Steelers, like, oh, I don't like the move. I, I like the move. But the problem is, is, is you draft yourself a quarterback, you know, in the third round in Des Ritter, and then you, then you have this, you know, obligation because you're the one that stuck your neck out there to make the guy a player, even though he's not a player, you know? And, and so it, it ends up costing you a job. Like at some point you just got to be able to say, ah, I screwed that one up. I was wrong. We move on. Gosh, not to, Lynch. not to make you even sicker, but, but oh gosh, l- let's look at it this way. Paxton Lynch. Forget it. Forget about the fact that he was a, a, a blown pick and he, was just a terrible pick, okay? And it was a mm-hmm. wasted, wasted first round pick. Put that aside. That's okay. that's the minor of the damage. So if you if you look at Paxton Lynch, he cost you. He cost you Kyle Shanahan and Josh Allen. Yeah. Because Paxton Lynch's failure, I think, spooked Elway when it came to to Allen. Because remember, Josh Allen coming out of college was considered a boom or bust type prospect. That there was a, there were plenty of people who looked at Josh Allen came coming out of a smaller school, a mid major, just like Paxton Lynch did. A lot of talent, but you know, still question marks. And I think that what happened with Paxton spooked Elway when it came to the possibility of going down that road again with a prospect like. Josh Allen. Well, well when, when did Paxton yeah. get drafted? When did Paxton get drafted? Was it 2016 that he got drafted? Uh, yes. So, at that point, John was still hopeful that the light would go on. So, you you still had hope that your guy Paxton was going to figure it out. And so, you know, I mean, the, the report was he didn't even go up for the... Yeah, you saw him at the Senior Bowl, so I get you know, but I like you still had this this. No, no, no. His, last, his no, no. He only was with the Broncos for two years, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. He was there for camp in twenty eighteen. He was there for camp, right? But by you but, still, ha- but by that point, it was the, the writing was clearly on the wall, and and had had Sam put it this way, had Sam Darnold been available to the Broncos at at five, okay. they'd probably take Sam Darnold at. At that point, 
Mm, so, oh, by the way, by the way, some some actually some good news. This is breaking. Maybe can I get a little? Do we have breaking news? You want to do it in? Let's do it in Florida. Uh, let's do it, uh, it, it to kick off what's trending. You want to do that? Okay. Okay. All right, yes. You got some yes, breaking yes, news. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll get some yeah, breaking get, news. Well, I don't know that it's breaking news, but it's you know it's good enough for me to be okay. breaking news. Okay. And, it, and right. it just it just again. It just is another reason that you and I are the show of record because we're always right. Okay. Oh well, then I as opposed to the rest of the shows on this on this fine radio station. Well, then I very much look forward to that and what's trending yeah. coming up next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with what's trending right now. Well, Mark, you you said you had some, at least in your mind, some breaking news you wanted to share as as one of our texters. Uh, quickly pointed out, Mark's breaking news, Aaron Rodgers coming to the Broncos? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, That's I good. Mean, Touche. That was, good job, yeah, listener. That was, that, that was proven true. That was proven uh, true. That was proven true. It was. Um, so here's my breaking news. For all of you, you know, the, the Hall of Fame 5 class, the 2018 quarterback class in the draft that was going to rival the 83 quarterback class. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember all the Hall of Fame fivers, you know, and just take any of these quarterbacks. They're all going to the Super Bowl. They're all going to be Hall of Famers. Um, finally, from the 2018 class, we finally got a quarterback that has helped lead his team to the Super Bowl. Sam Darnold will be the first in all five. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. We got Josh Rosen. We got Josh Allen. We got Lamar Jackson. Sam Darnold leading his team to the Super Bowl, as all you Hall of Fame Fivers predicted. Uh, yeah, it's finally come true. You guys are on a roll. On a roll. I, I saw that. I saw that, and I just I just chuckled and and retweeted it. So there you go. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into uh, what's trending. Deion Sanders on with your uh, pal Skip Bayless and Keyshawn Johnson on uh, FS1 yesterday. Uh, dispelling the rumors or the myth that he's looking to leave Boulder. I don't inherit a legacy. I build it. Okay? Beautiful. Yeah, I'm not that kind of guy that's going to run off to somebody else's school and, and inherit an already winning team and they just two, three games away. No, no, no. I inherited some bull junk and I'm going to fix it. First of all, first of all, bull junk has become a part of my vernacular. Oh, I, use, I use it whenever, whenever possible. I love it, but um, mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. I'm not. I don't inherit legacies. I build them. Mm-hmm. And I inherited some bull junk. <laughs> so you can you don't inherit a legacy, but you can inherit bull junk. Boy, if you were a part of this man. program over the last couple of years, man, he has. Driven right. over you with the bus, put it in reverse, beep, 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 and mm-hmm. driven over you again. Wow. He's not wrong. I will, He's not wrong. I will. Well, I will tell you this. You better win. Oh, yeah. Because you've talked about how much bull junk was here before that, and then you you have also said we we have, you know, revamped it, and we got our guys now. So now you can't have an excuse. There, there is no excuse. You better believe. And he's admitted that. Yeah, there is he's no admitted. excuse. It's good. I'm he, glad. He's admitted that. He's admitted that uh, first year was about building uh, hope and anticipation. Year two is about results. So we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. The schedule is out. You can take a look at it. Uh, their new Big 12 schedule. <laughs> Rex Ryan on ESPN. Boy, if you're a Lions fan, you might not want to hear this, but mm. 
Rex reacting to this uh, loss for the Lions in the NFC Championship game. I've lost three championship games. You know what you get when you lose a championship game? Not a dang thing? Not a dang thing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This will haunt you for the rest of your life. Mm. And I'm telling you, because I, I get it. I can remember every damn one of those losses. Everything about plays. That's what it means to this football team. To Dan Campbell, to all his coaches, to every, every one of the players. They're going to be with them forever. And that's what you, you're going to react two different ways. You're going to let it just kill you. Or you're going to sit back and say, I'll be damned if that happens again. Well, you never lost a big game. Wait a minute. Right? So you never How'd lost it. How did it happen to him three times then? He said he didn't sit back and say, this is never going to happen again. Happened two more times, Rex. <laughs> Apparently he didn't learn his lessons. So, right. I would have just challenged him right on television. Like, well, what happened the next two times? Why did you lose? <laughs> yeah, I can't relate. I don't lose championship games. I just go to Super Bowls and win them, too. Right. You never lost a championship game, right? No. 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 Kidding? 3-0. Nope. Come on, man. 3-0 in championship games. 3-0 in Super Bowls. That makes me 6-0. Which I guess will will overlook the Jacksonville debacle. Because the divisional. Doesn't count. The, I, know, I know it doesn't count. I mean, it counts from the standpoint that it was the impetus for you guys winning back-to-back championships. So. Oh, yeah. Um, do you win yeah, back-to-back? Do you win back-to-back championships if you beat Jacksonville? That's a great. It's a great question. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that we win the Super Bowl that year. I mean, sometimes adversity is the best thing that happens right. to you because you know you you kind of learn what it takes. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you, you know that. Well, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever you want to call it, like you, you got to go through some tough times before you can recognize and and appreciate the good times. Write that down. Exactly. Christopher Mad Dog Russo on his uh, Sirius XM radio show. Oh, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this. Blasting the analytics that went into uh, Dan Campbell's head-scratching decisions the other day. You got a chance to go back up by three scores, and you go for it on fourth down, and then all the dopes on Twitter are backing you up. The oh, the, the, the the data freaks who wouldn't know Lombardi for Paul Brown. Never heard of Otto Graham. <laughs> Kenny Stabler, Madden. Wouldn't know him if they fell on him. They do football via math. That's not how you do football. Oh, my God, what a loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russo, uh, all five foot six and 160 uh, pounds. Of that, that dude just screams football. <laughs> he screams it. He screams football. Like, hey, uh, when, I, when I look at... Mad Dog Russo, when I'm around him and I'm doing shows with him, all I think about is that dude was an ass-kicking machine. <laughs> like, there is no question. Just a football-playing Jesse right there. Uh... <laughs> so, while Bill Simmons isn't exactly um, physically imposing either, but he loves his NBA, loves talking hoops, but he's done talking about Joel Embiid. I mean, him missing the Denver game. I'm just done talking about Embiid and Jokic. I'm not doing it anymore. Like, I'm yeah. out. I'm completely out. The Jokic plays. Jokic has right. come through in big games, and Jokic won the title. And his mm-hmm. playoff performance resume for the age that he's at in his career is unbelievable. And we cannot compare Embiid to him anymore because Embiid scored 70 against Zach Collins and Victor Wembanyama on a Monday night and then missed the Saturday it. game. I'm done. Three. 
Good. Yeah. Yeah, enough. Good. Enough. Joel and B did play yesterday, though, uh, but got hurt again. And this one actually might be a legitimate injury. But uh, now he's at a point where he can only miss five games the rest of the way. Yeah, he's... If he wants to be eligible for MVP. I don't think he cares. I I, I really don't. I I think if anything... um, I don't know if it's conscious or subconsciously, but I I think he looks at it and says, you know what? I'm fine with slipping below that 65-game threshold. And that way, you know, I can use that as an excuse for not winning an MVP. Nah, I didn't play enough games. I was hurt. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm I'm with Bill. I'm just done with this guy. He's just one of those guys I would look at and say, you're just not winning a championship with that dude. There is so much more to it than being talented. Talent is wasted on talented people. You can you can have him. I don't know, I don't care who you are. You can have him. That'll do it for what is a trending our tour around uh, the entire world of sports. Uh, coming up next, while Zach By in the afternoon has been blowing bubbles at uh, Jim Harbaugh, I decided it was uh, time to do a deep dive and defend my guy Sean Payton. I'll do that. Next, Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. <laughs> Coming up, I like six degrees of Kevin Bacon's, six degrees of devastation with Paxton Lynch. Wait, 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 wait until you hear all this. When, when you put it all together, it is just. I, 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 I don't know. Words, words escape me. I'll just I'll lay it all out for you, and you'll just be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But anyway, I I wanted to bring this bring this up because Zach By and the uh, the boys in the afternoon have been going to great lengths to blow bubbles at Jim Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh coming in uh, changes the the power dynamic in the AFC West and. Uh, Sean Payton is a, uh, a barely clinging to number three in the coaches' rankings in the AFC West. And Zach makes his case for Harbaugh with the idea that Harbaugh has proven that he can develop and get the best out of different quarterbacks. Okay? And that okay. the implication is that he's done it better than, than Sean has ever done it. And Zach did his homework. Admitting, admittingly, it was it was biased homework, but he did his homework, and so I was like, "All right, enough's enough." I I got to stand up for Sean Payton, and and the I and the, and the argument here is that that Sean, unlike Harbaugh, hasn't been able to work with and get the most out of and improve as many quarterbacks as as Jim Harbaugh has. He had Breeze, so I went back and looked. And the, the, the point I want to make about Sean Payton and defending Payton is that this is somebody who, when he gets his hands on a quarterback, that quarterback immediately improves. Immediately. Here's the evidence. Teddy Bridgewater was a, a good quarterback in 2015. Then he wrecked his knee, and people thought he would never play again. Sean Payton got a hold of him in 2018-2019. Um, 2019, he had to start five games for an injured Drew Brees. In those five starts, Teddy Bridgewater, whose career was supposedly going to be over, went 5-0, and threw nine touchdowns to two interceptions, and completed 68% of his passes. That's, um, that's immediate, his, his first real immediate 
results after working with Sean Payton. That's what he delivered. Jameis Winston in 2019. It parlayed him. Hold on. It, it parlayed him to signing a big deal with it. That that performance parlayed him into signing a big contract with the Broncos. Continue on. Okay. Jameis Winston in 2019 had 33 touchdown passes, but 30 interceptions and nine fumbles. In 2021, he got his first chance to play for Sean Payton. Went five and two as a starter. And look at this touchdown to interception ratio. 14 touchdowns to three picks. So again, his first immediate exposure and chance to go out and play after working with Sean Payton, a guy who was a veritable turnover machine for his entire career, drastically changed that perception in just seven games starting for Sean Payton. So now that's that's Teddy Bridgewater, that's Jameis Winston. So now you're saying, okay, yeah, but what about Drew Brees, right? This is the argument. All we've heard is that Sean Payton is strictly a product of Drew Brees, and that's why a guy like Harbaugh is better. Well, in four years in San Diego, Drew Brees was a good quarterback. Good, solid, but not so great that the Chargers decided that they couldn't move on from him and instead go after Phillip Rivers. And for a league that anybody could have picked up Drew Brees, Nick Saban famously went with Dante Culpepper in Miami instead of Drew Brees. He lands with Sean Payton. Again, we're talking about the immediate impact that quarterbacks who work with Payton have. In his first year with Payton, Drew Brees set a career high in yards passing and actually led the NFL in passing in his first year with Sean Payton. Did something he'd never done before. In year two, Drew Brees set career highs in completions, attempts, completion percentage, yards, and touchdowns in his second year. In his third year, he led the NFL in completions, attempts, yards, and touchdown passes. So this this notion that 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 Sean Payton simply um, benefited from Drew Brees, and that Brees did not benefit from Sean Payton is ridiculous. And finally, finally, again, to, to finish off my point here, that Sean Payton deserves a lot more credit when it comes to quarterbacks, including Brees, but beyond Brees, in terms of the immediate impact he makes, is look at Russell Wilson. From last year to this year, Russ improved in completion percentage, completion, touchdowns, and his interceptions went down. So I, I, I guess I... I had to bring this up because this this idea that Jim Harbaugh entering the division as advanced by Zach in the drive, that this this somehow uh, exposes Sean Payton is ridiculous. And if you do the work and look at what Sean Payton has done with the quarterbacks he's worked with, including Drew Brees, and look at the immediate impact that he's had with those quarterbacks, you see he makes a difference. And it's not just a coincidence. Take that for data. A hundred percent. There's no there's no question that Sean Payton is an outstanding coach. And, you know, I mean, I hate the narrative of, well, he just wouldn't work or didn't change or didn't, you know, he just didn't manipulate his offense to fit Russell Wilson. That's all he did was manipulate, simplify, dumb down, water down, 
whatever you know, whatever terminology you'd like to use. That's all he did to make it work, and it still wasn't good enough. So you know I, that whole false narrative that is out there, you know, that's that's perpetuated by the Rusties. Um, I, I just I don't I don't need to hear it. I don't I don't want to hear it. It's just not true. And the, in fact, his work with Russ this year may have been his best coaching job ever when it comes to working with a quarterback for the first time because he took a quarterback who he decided probably after about 10 minutes of working with him that I can't win with this guy long term. He still got him to have much better numbers than he had a year ago, still had them in position to go to the playoffs late in the season and did enough for Russell Wilson that that Russ goes off into whatever situation he's going to go into next with with actually a, a, a pretty good sense of momentum and a, a feeling out there in the NFL world that he can still play. Yeah. Yeah. And he may be, you know, he may be attractive to, um, you know, somebody out there, whether it's, you know, there's been rumors about the Raiders and there's rumors about Pittsburgh and there's rumors about Atlanta, but he may have, you know, he may he may be able to, you know, parlay that into an opportunity. Or maybe the Broncos can parlay that into at least getting a draft pick. So I just wanted to bring that up to Zach's Zach Bai's attention because and, and I'm not I'm not here to denigrate Jim Harbaugh. I, I said this throughout the entire coaching process a year ago. Peyton was my number one, Harbaugh was my one A. I, I would have loved to have had Harbaugh here and the uh the arrival of Harbaugh in this division is not a good thing. Uh, you know, it, it's not good. It's not good for anybody in this division uh, not named the Chargers. So I'm not saying that Harbaugh isn't worthy of the, the praise that's given him. But what I what I have to push back on, Zach, is is the argument that, well, you know, Harbaugh is far superior to Payton because it, look at all the different quarterbacks he's worked with and improved. Well, I just gave you four examples of quarterbacks who all you have to do is go from uh, whatever they had done before to the first time that they actually went on and played for Peyton and what they did. And it was yeah. just, it was improvement all across the board. All across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. Excellent job by you, Mike. Thank Doing you. some research yeah, well. and uh, basically putting it back in Zach's face. Well, in your face, Zach. you know, sometimes, in your face. like I said, sometimes the, the wolf pack, you know, they just, the wolf... Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, needs to just uh, hammer on some sheep just to remind everybody, you know, why he's the wolf and why they're the sheep, you know? I mean, that's... uh, Right. Every now and then, you just take one that walks by and is, you know, strutting. (laughs) Just take it by the neck. (laughs) Take her down. We're eating eating lamb tonight, We are eating lamb. We're eating well. You want to hear the... um, Mm -hmm. You got to hear about this story, uh, the, the kickball game. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. So Colorado State basketball lost a heartbreaker the other day against mm-hmm. Wyoming. They had a nine-point lead with 40 seconds left. They actually blew the game in regulation, ended up losing to their arch rival in overtime. Just a crushing, crushing loss that could just absolutely sink a season. So uh, Nico Medved is the uh, coach at at CSU. He was he was talking after their win last night against San Diego State, arguably the class of the the Mountain West, and uh, he talked about uh, the role that a kickball game played 
in bouncing back. We're not going to spend one second getting ready for San Diego State. 60 degrees outside in Fort Collins. Let's go out and play some kickball. And so we went out, and that's what we did. And, and the guys laughed. They had fun. And I told them, we walk out here, not one person's hanging their head. Not one person's doing this. Just take your chest out, head up, and we're going. We're going to fight. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I knew we would. So this was on Sunday after a bitter loss on Saturday. He decided, hey, let's go play some kickball. Let's not yeah. grind over the tape or anything like that. Let's go have fun. So you know what may have saved Colorado State season? Mm. James Merrillat, take take note. Field day. Field day. Field day. The much wow. maligned field day is 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 not a kickball game, the equivalent of field day? No, it is. 100%. Love field day. Really good. I was really good at field day. Um, you know what? But I, before we just before we just anoint this is a genius move. Remember, Philadelphia Eagles opened it up with Nick Sirianni playing rock scissors paper. Good, good point. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. Started off ten and one, and then they couldn't find another victory. So, I'm saying, like I'm saying. The initial results are good, <laughs> but they were good in Philly, too. That's all I'm saying. Rock, Rock paper, scissors. scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. <laughs> we're going to have Bro. systems. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. Poor what Nick. happened? What, what did ha- happen? What happened there? Right? What happened? Hey, by the way, prayers uh, were heard. Nugget fans, great job. Your prayers uh, for Joel, Joel Embiid were heard, at least for a time. He was able to play yesterday, but uh, played 30 minutes, but then got landed on and hurt his knee again, and so we'll, we'll, see, what, we'll see what happens. But um, he, uh, he did come back to play. So I, I, I can only imagine the toughness, uh, seeing as how that injury on Saturday had to be so devastating that he could not play against uh, Nikola Jokic in a nationally televised uh, showdown, and that just three days later he was able to go out and he was in the process of playing 30-plus minutes and had already thrown up 18 shots. Wow, what a miraculous comeback. Stop I mean, the cap. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's in- the, the it's healing incredible. powers. Did, 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 did somebody go Miyagi, like walk into the locker room afterwards and just go? Yeah. No, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I take credit for Joe Burrow's success. Because as I told him when I met with him this year, that I I actually prayed for his tiny hands, <laughs> and so I take a lot of credit for his because the prayers were answered. That he he was able to somehow overcome those tiny little circus you know hands, those carny hands, and still be able to play. And I I think a lot of you should take credit for. Joel Embiid, uh, you know, just the miraculous healing that he received. A so uh, number of textures quickly pointed out. I did not because I didn't know if you were trying to set me up for an oh, really. But it's um, it's it's rock, paper, scissors. Not, not rock, scissors, paper. No, nobody says, hey, let's play rock, scissors, paper to, to decide this. It's, it's rock, I paper, scissors. I know you do, but you also I say, rock, you also scissors, say scores backwards, which drives me crazy as well. Right. I say, I say rock, scissors, paper. That's wrong. But that's wrong. How is it wrong? It's, it, Are you playing with wait, rocks and scissors and paper? But but everybody, it's like it's like nobody says a score backwards. Nobody says 
Um, I do. The, the Broncos, um, you know, won four, 7 to 14. Nobody does that. Except for you. And, and now you just proved it again. You oh. did rock, scissors, paper. What's wrong with rock, scissors, paper? <sighs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's the same other than, thing. Other than it's wrong. Rock, it's paper, the, scissors. Let's see how competitive right. you are. It's the same thing. It's like, it's like, you know, tennis shoes and tennis scooters. Same thing. What? Tennis shoes and, uh, and, and jogging shoes or whatever. What, what's, what's the other term for? It's soda and it's pop. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, part of me wants to... Cut this off. Part of me wants you to let you just keep going. Yeah. I mean, there's it's the same. Just because you call it one thing doesn't mean in Alaska it's not rock, scissors, paper. Okay. What yeah. do you mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now, we would like to uh, call out the name Thomas Trujillo. Thomas Trujillo, you are the latest for a chance to uh, get qualified to win the fan flyaway to Vegas for the game next month. Thomas Trujillo, you're on the board. you got uh, 10 minutes to call us back, 303-713-1043. Just by calling us back, you, you automatically get qualified. You automatically win the $50 gift card from GQ Barbecue, the $50 Visa gift card, and then you're in the running to win the grand prize, which, of course, two tickets to the game, round-trip airfare for two from Denver to Vegas, three nights hotel stay, and a $1,000 Visa gift card. Thomas Trujillo, you have 10 minutes to call us back. Good luck.